Hi, welcome to the first episode of the Women in Comedy Festival podcast. Uh, we're here at the Frog and Bucket and I'm with the amazing, talented uh, Hayley Alice, where I interview her about her journey um, into the comedy world, her show and her tour, and just what it's like to be a comedian and an MC at Beat the Frog. We have an amazing, hilarious conversation and also uh, being my first podcaster, not knowing what I'm doing and just being my own sound engineer and uh, cinematographer, I accidentally double tapped uh, the camera, which was my iPhone, and therefore did not record it. So we constantly talk about um, and to the camera, but therefore you will not see us. So go on board with us on that one. But, you know, sometimes mistakes make a perfect podcast because I realized actually it's just better to not record it and just have a nice, genuine chat. So therefore, welcome, and we jump straight into it with all the amazing things and awards and all that that Haley has accomplished. So enjoy our first podcast. Hi, welcome to the Women in Comedy Festival podcast. I'm your host, Amy, and today... I am interviewing the amazing, fabulous, award-winning. You had to read the word fabulous, then. No, I did. <laughs> I've got it written down. She is amazing. Should I go through all your awards? <laughs> I Please do. Okay, nominated for best show at the Buxton Fringe. Yep. Winner of best show Northwest Comedy Awards 2022. Winner of the best MC North Comedy Awards 2022. Leicester Mercury Comedian of the Year finalist. BBC New Comedy Award semi-finalist, Whole Comedian of the Year winner, and Funny Woman Award semi-finalist. You're also in the Beat the Frog World Series final. I was, well. I was in that, yeah. Really? I thought you were going to read off some of my acting ones as well because I'm going to say some of them are made up. Are they? They're not made up. They're all no, real they're, accolades. They're real. But on the acting CV. Yeah, I did some digging on you. Yeah. Got some real good juicy. Did you? Yeah. About what? Just about you that I could bring this up. This is scary. I know. No, I'm joking. I was like, <laughs> I'm, joking. A roast. I'm joking. No, no. And then you've also got a tour on for 2023 and 2024 called Haley's Comic. Yes. You've also got that. You've also got a podcast called The Warriors. Yeah. Well, I'm wrapping the merch. Yeah. The Warriors merch yeah. Out. I've got a mug. Yeah. Mug. Yeah, we did. Don't, we, don't say we give it yet. No, I bought it. No, you, you get it. You're on the Patreon. I'm on the Patreon yeah. and I brought it. Yeah. That's what I did. <laughs> Number one patron I am. I go to every show. <laughs> you are actually patrons at the Frog. We are. We are. We are. Yeah, we're in the Frog and Bucket, by the way, yeah. for those people. I work at the Frog and Bucket. People don't know who I am. Ah, so. You should introduce yourself as well as me. Shall I read off? Here we go. Um, you can pretend. You can say what uh, I do. So this is Amy. Uh, she is fantastic. Uh, <laughs> a New Zealander. That's correct. A Kiwi. Kiwi. Who's been over here since... 2018. 18. Uh, worked at Angel Comedy, worked at festivals in Melbourne. No. Uh, no, not Melbourne. No, no. in, in Aotearoa in New Zealand. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and knows a comedy. There you go. Knows a comedy very, very well. Yeah, I do. Uh, also programs the Women in Comedy Festival. Which we're... I would read off the awards, but this... Uh, That's yours. Yeah, they're, they're mine. They're yours. Yeah, there you go. But I also just want to actually shout out as well, two things I'm going to shout out and start with, um, because this is a, you know, a podcast about being a woman in comedy. But first of all, you have to celebrate the fact that you are the first female comic to sell out four shows 
at the Frog and Bucket. Shut up. You hold that record. Shut up. How does that feel, holding that record? Yeah, it's made, to sell out one was amazing, so yeah. yeah. And then to sell out four. Yeah. And then get surprised by Barry. Yeah, I got a little, uh, they got me some champagne and uh, an award. Yeah. That was very lovely, yeah. It was, and you got your photo on the wall. Yes. Your canvas yeah. I've on got the a wall. picture on the wall. Yeah. Next to Peter Kay. Yeah. So that's some, uh, that's some uh, accolade. It is, it is. You're now in history of the frog. Mm. That's pretty special, don't you think? It is. Very Frog and Bucket is my favourite comedy club in the <laughs> north. It definitely is. It, no, it is. No, it is. It is. It is. It is. It is. It is. Right. It is. It is. But can I read this um, quote that I've got of you? This yeah. is from the Beat the Frog World Series final that um, was in 2011. Was it that long ago? Yeah, <gasps> 2011. And um, I don't know if people know about Chortle, but that is like the place where they advertise tours. There's heaps of reviews and some of them are nice and some of them can be quite harsh by Stephen Bennett who writes these reviews. But he wrote a really lovely review about you yeah, back it was in nice. 2011. And I think one of the best part, I won't read the whole thing so I won't bore people, but the best part is Alice surely has a future in comedy. Do you remember like doing Beat the Frog in 2011 and doing that final? Uh, I remember that final, yeah, because it was a really love, it was a great year. I can't remember who won it, Pete Otway. Did Pete Otway win it? I think Pete Otway won uh, it. And yeah. Danny Sutcliffe was in the final. I think Ed Easton was in the final. So it was like uh, a really nice bunch of people to do it with. Yeah, I just remember feeling really nervous. And that was lovely, that um, that review. But I remember doing my first ever Beat the Frog. Yeah. Because that was my second ever gig. Yeah. So the night before, King Gong at the Comedy Store was my first gig. Is that the one in Manchester or in London? Yeah, in Manchester. Yeah. When it used to have it. And I beat the gong and I was like, oh, this is great. And like you feel all that adrenaline. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then the next night, literally the next night, except on the Sunday and then it was a Monday, I did Beat the Frog. And uh, I lasted maybe two and a half minutes and got carded off. And I was in the car and I was like crying like, oh God, I'm a loser. I was like, but now I look back and I was like, oh, I can't believe I was so upset about it. Yeah. Because it's just, you know. But there is a lot of nerves, like, because I'm up there with them and there's so much nerves. That's it. Because you know you've got pressure to be funny. You've got five minutes and you've got to make them laugh. And then if you don't get a laugh, then you're like, right now I'm on the back foot. Yeah. Because they're going to put a card up and then they, you got to try and... Yeah. And so. was it hard? Because, you know, that we've always... People say in the industry that Beat the Frog is probably the nicest one out of the gong shows. Do you think, like, back then it was... As harsh as the King Gong at the Comedy No, no, it's not as harsh. It? Never as harsh no. as King Gong. That was like ruthless, uh, which is why I thought I'd do better at Beat the Frog mm. because um, the King Gong one, yeah. people were just going on and going, oh, um, I'm a teacher. And they'd go, get off. And it's like, just because they didn't like that. And yeah. then I did other gong shows. I won't name any names, but Spiky Mikes. And um, <laughs> they used to have like glow sticks, right? They give the audience okay. glow sticks. And if they didn't like you, yeah. um, they'd wave like a red glow stick. And if they liked you, they waved a green. So you're like, it's so distracting because you're on stage and there's all these like. <laughs> and so everyone had one though. So there yeah. wasn't people in the, because like with Beat the Frog, no, only three people had cards. Whereas. It was so long ago now, but I'm pretty sure like more than three people had them. I'm sure the whole audience had them. I'll have to fact check that. But yeah, it yeah. was really distracting. It's one thing I've seen a car, but then it's nothing like, like it's a 
a rave going on as you're yeah. like trying to just get, and you're brand new and you're trying to get through five minutes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Did you do the whole gong circuit and the new axe mm. nights? Or uh, you... I did a few gong shows and I was just, I, just the nerves. Yeah. Um, so, and then I just started doing like, 10 spots here and then building yeah. up that yeah. way yeah but i mean you were in the final of the beat the frog world series so obviously yeah you made that and yeah then moved i beat the frog way. a few times yeah and then moved moved on that way yeah because yeah. we used to do the eight minutes before did you do that as well or did yes you... so um if you're not familiar with it so how beat the frog used to work is um you beat five minutes uh you get a clap off at the end and then they pick a winner and then the winner used to come back and do an eight minute spot in the beginning section, but it was mm. really tricky. Yeah, awful. You yeah. just get stared oh, at. No one cared about no. those eight minute spots. They were torturous. Yeah, it um, was. It's so much better now they're not there because the audience would be like, where's the competition? I want to card someone off. I want to see people yeah. who are like, you know, unstable, try and do comedy and like you're trying to do your jokes and just getting stared at. Yeah. yeah, it was quite brutal. And also just to be an open spot, like not as a new, but as in, in a club being in that open position, shall I say, is probably, is a tough position to be in anyway. Mm -hmm. You're kind of, they're lukewarm. Yeah, they're not, they're not warm up yet. Yeah, because yeah. opening is the hardest spot on the bill. Yeah. yeah. By a mile. Yeah. Because they're just like not ready yet. Yeah. Usually. Yeah, and did you move up to that, or did it, was it a long process for you to move up, or? Yeah, so you sort of just build. It's like it's very like people seem to think. I don't know. Some people it happens quicker than others, though. Mm. Like so, it's I don't know. This sort of depends, doesn't it? Some people get uh, opportunities to yeah open quicker, and maybe they're not ready, yeah. or maybe they are ready. Yeah. But um, so yeah, I mean, I took my time. I basically did. I was working, obviously, still. So you're doing your. Because that was what a lot of people don't realize, or like who aren't in comedy, mm. you seem to think it's some sort of moneymaker doing stand-up yeah. and then they look at the figures and they're like, oh God. Um, I remember when, because I, I did a comedy course, not the frog one, because it wasn't around back then, otherwise I would have took the frog and buckets comedy course. But uh, there was a lady who was making a lot of money, I won't say her name, but she's um, she's just like a public speaker. Yeah. And she did a comedy course just to work on right. her jokes for her public speaking. So she's always really, she's like really successful, like well-known and stuff. and. I remember asking our uh, comedy teacher at the time, how much do you get per gig? And he said, well, you could get this amount or this amount. And she went, fucking hell, that's yeah. peanuts. And she was like, yeah. Because to, for her, yeah. it was, because she's like, well, you've got to drive Cardiff and that's all you're making. Um, but obviously different levels of your career, you're on different amounts of money, even depending on how many gigs you're doing and blah, blah, blah. But yeah, I think that's what a lot of comics don't realise when they first start out, like how long the journey is. Because what would you say, how long were you, like two, three years? Or were you the, because it used to be five years, wasn't it? Yeah, you I think I went years. pro, well, I say I went pro, uh, probably after three years. Yeah. Uh, but that was probably too soon because I was still, I, I stopped, because basically I had to go pro because um, I got offered Edinburgh, okay. uh, a showcase in Edinburgh. Yeah. And my work wouldn't let me have the month off. So I quit my job yeah. and I was like, right, I'm going to do this now. But I wasn't earning nowhere near enough after coming back from Edinburgh. So then I did have to try and get a job again. And I was sort of like doing bits of jobs here. I was, teach I was doing like teaching assistant yeah, work yeah. as well as working and stuff yeah. like that. How was that? Like, let's go back a bit. Like, when did you know that you wanted to be a comedian? Like, um, who, yeah, was it through teaching or is it something that was always in you? And then you were like, no, I have to do this. Like... No, I, it's sort of a slow burner for me, really. So I've always liked comedy, obviously, mm. like growing up, love Bottom, French and Saunders, things Great like that. 
Uh, Vic and Bob, I was like obsessed with Vic and Bob, things like yeah. the fast show and stuff like that. I've always liked my comedy stuff. And then I did acting for a little bit, okay. um, but then I'd always do comedy roles. Mm. I never did, and then it just sort of was like, well, I don't know why I'm doing it because I couldn't take anything seriously as in mm. when they wanted to, like you do acting, don't you? So yeah. like, it's all the stuff about, I don't know, I just couldn't take it seriously. And I found that it was like, I was annoying people because I couldn't take it seriously. Um, and then I read Alan Carr's autobiography, not the not smoking guy, Alan Carr, the comedian's autobiography. Yeah. And he was talking about doing a stand-up module at uni, I think he did, or something like that. He did, might have done a course. And I was like, oh, that'd be fun to do just to see, because um, I really enjoy comedy. So mm. maybe I'll do that. So I look, I just Googled courses and then found this one in Manchester. And I did that. And I wouldn't say it doesn't teach you stand-up, but it sort of gets you in starting the process of like because I didn't I wasn't aware of this open mic scene yeah I wasn't aware there's little gigs everywhere like mm. literally yeah I think maybe I'd been to Jonglers before that I hadn't oh, seen yeah. live comedy apart from big names so I'd watch like a Mickey Flanagan live or um you know the, things like that so as far as I was aware there was a superstars doing their own gigs mm. and maybe Jonglers gigs as well that's all yeah. I knew existed so when I started this course we were like oh there's an open mic scene and there's gigs here and then I'm like what and when I started gigging, I'm like, what are all these little gigs that are happening in the tops of pubs like every, you know, Thursdays and Mondays? I n didn't know anything about this world. Yeah. Um, so it gets you knowing about that. It gets you knowing where to apply for gigs and things like that. And that was useful because yeah. I probably wouldn't have. It's not as accessible as it is now. Yeah. Back when I started, we had like one internet forum where it was like <laughs> listed all the gigs. Yeah, yeah. And also probably was quite good going into it a little bit naive, you know, compared yeah. to going, oh, this is what I want to do. And or... Yeah, I was just like, oh, this will, I enjoy it. Let's see what this is like. And then I did my, like, that uh, comedy store gig and I was like, I really love that. Yeah. Was and it the rash, sorry to interrupt you, was it on, the rash on, like, stage that got you? Or was it the laughter? Was it going, oh, my I God. I don't even know because it felt, like, out of body. And yeah. it's only, I don't, and it's like that now, though. Like, when I'm on, sometimes I really enjoy it on stage. But a lot of the times I don't enjoy it till after when it's done. Mm. And I'll like, I'm in the car. It's weird. Cause you just sort of go, I'm sort of like constantly like processing it. Unless I'm having a little bit of a riff with someone. Yeah. Um, I'm sort of thinking, right, that's, I don't know. Like so a lot of the times I'll process it in the car. This is why I can't sleep when I get in. Okay. Cause I'll think about the gig a lot. Is that things. when you watch Coronation Street? I do watch Coronation Street, ITV, ITVX, <laughs> put it on. Yeah. Mm. Catch out. Yeah. So do I have to like, yeah. Do you know like when you watch a horror film and you have to cleanse the palate oh, and you watch yeah. something afterwards? Well, after yeah. a gig, I have to have a like, because my partner's always like, oh, why don't you just go to sleep? It's like midnight or one o'clock or whatever time I get in. And I'm like, even though I'm tired, I can't because my brain's thinking about the gig. But also too, if you were like at work, just doing a nine to five, you wouldn't go home and go straight to exactly. bed. You would wind down, you'd have something to eat, you would, you know, prepare for the yeah. bed. So totally, you know, get that kind of vibe. And then, like, as back then, because even still now, there's still work we have to do as women in comedy. Mm -hmm. Like, have you noticed a change from then to now? Did you find it really tough? Or was it not like that at all for you? Well, in what in what way? Getting gigs. Getting gigs, people taking you seriously, audiences, because they play a big part sometimes. Yeah, I mean, you still get now... Um... I don't normally find women funny. Like Harriet Dyer called her podcast that because, but you get that so much. Like, they go, oh, I don't really usually like women, uh, but I thought you were really good. And you get that, honestly. I still get that maybe once every 
two months or something like of someone in the audience. So that's like a regular thing that you get. But then that's because um, the bills haven't been as representative as what they are now. Because like here at the Frog, they're very well balanced bills. Um, but yeah, so usually people are just used to watching like, you know, four men on a bill or whatever and things like that. And then they have a woman on, they're like, oh, they think they, some audience members think that they're not going to find you funny because they don't see you. Uh, which is why representation is very important. Festival yeah. and but yeah, I mean, uh, everyone on the circuit's been is has always been lovely and supportive. And oh, that's good. Yeah, because you hear different stories, don't you? From... Yeah, people have different experiences, don't they? Like, yeah. um, I could only speak from mine. Um, I'm trying to think where. I mean, you've you've had there's been ones where they're like when I very very first started at a gig. It was something, and I can't remember, but I remember it being derogatory about the way it was introduced. It was something like, um, we've got a woman on, let's see if she's funny, or something like that. Mm. So already you're on the back foot because they've like undermined you. And this was like a really like rough open mic night. They thought they were trying to be funny, but you know, I hadn't, I'd, I'd only had a few gigs under my belt and then I had to go on. And they're already there like, well, is she gonna be funny? And then you're like, oh no. Yeah. Um, so things like, you get the odd thing like that. Yeah, well, yeah, we had, I won't mention who the act was, but they'll know as soon as I start talking the story. But we have trials on a Thursday. And as soon as, soon as she started stepping up, you just heard a wolf whistle. And straight away you're like, oh, no. And and she did so well to last at 10 minutes, but you could just feel, it's so crazy to explain. Oh, I love that, though. I quite enjoy that. I know, like, yeah, yeah, but I'm she like, was Yeah, still, I've still got it. I've still yeah. She she did really well, but you could just feel the audience go, okay, make us laugh, lady. Make us oh, laugh. Oh, really? Yeah, because you can, I can just feel when I'm in an audience, I can just really feel them. Like I can yeah. feel the energy, whether they're with the comic or not. Like I think the best part. Sometimes you do. And I think, well, I always go, well, I don't want to like think like that. But sometimes you do get, you can see, like I did um, a Christmas gig and it's probably because it was Christmas gig. And I literally come on and a man on the front, and this is before I'd even said hello. Like, I hadn't even got to the mic. I literally stood at, it was just in the mic and he went, <sighs> like that. Now, whether that's because it was a woman or whether he'd seen me before, I don't know, <laughs> right? And he's like, oh, not her again. I don't know, but he just sort of went, oh. And that was like, I hadn't even said hiya. Like, mm. I, and things like that, you're like, just make me, that made me really angry actually. Because throughout the whole of my set, he was just sort of like this. And so, but I thought, well, he was he was all ready to do that before I'd even spoke, like so. And was that a set or was that you emceeing? Because you're actually quite like you're an amazing. Oh, if act. I was if I was an MC, I would have spoke to him, but I only had a set. Yeah. And I, and also with it being a Christmas gig, I was thought I can't I haven't got time because it was such a huge room to deal with your negativity towards me because I've got other people that are here for a good night who want to enjoy themselves. So if I start that with him and it doesn't go anywhere, then I've started off on the wrong foot there. Yeah. Um so I just sort of cracked on, cracked on and played to everyone else and just sort of ignored him. But I was I was raging about it. Yeah. Do you find sometimes when those people aren't with you that you focus on them more? Or are you able to like separate your brain and be like, actually, I'm just going to focus on everyone who's loving me right now? No, like, um, you know, Damo Clark? Yeah. So he's an Australian comic. He draws comics, like comics as well. Uh, not comics, comics. He draws like little comics of comics. Yeah, like that a, makes sense. yeah, like anyway, a superhero comic. Yeah, in a way. he did yeah. a really good one, and it's like how the how you think the we see the audience, and it's like everyone laughing. Yeah. It's like how we see it, and it's like he's grayed out everyone that was laughing and just got the one man. The whole audience is like that. Oh. 
Because that's all you do. And because we're doing this because we want to be loved. So we're like, hey, everyone's enjoying it. What's wrong with that one? What's wrong with that? Like, yeah. Because you, that, I mean, there's a need to be liked, which is obviously why we, a lot of us do this. Yeah. And do you find like that need drives you in the set or do you? No, that man, I was really, I was annoyed. I wasn't yeah. like, I didn't want to make him laugh. Yeah. I just wanted to. <laughs> Just really? for, like I you just, just wanted him to say something so you could so I could react to it yeah and deal with it, it and, but yeah and just like but it's when they don't even give you a chance things like that you're like yeah. if you don't like me fair enough not everyone's gonna like everyone I totally get that might not be your style of comic fine absolutely fine uh, but it's when I hadn't even spoken it was like <laughs> I'd be like come on yeah. at least let me tell one joke if you decide I'm not for you fair enough but at least let me get it out. Audiences are cutthroat sometimes. Yeah. Like back home in Aotearoa, our audiences can sniff bullshit straight away. So like if you're an international comic and you say, like if you speak about the tube, for example, Kiwis be like, oh, okay, cool. You've ruined the illusion for us. We're not going to laugh now. Right. So I've got to say from, where is it from? Like New Zealand. That's okay. the traditional way of saying it. Aotearoa. Oh, I didn't yeah. know that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that'd go down really badly. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Kiwis. <laughs> no. No, they would love you, I mm. think. I think Kiwis would love you. You're very likeable on stage. To most people, not that man at Christmas. So. No, well. Yeah. But the Christmas do's, though, I think you need to explain, though. Christmas do's different because... Christmas is horrible. You know, they're horrible because it's 90%... Work stews. Work stews, and none of them really want to be there. They just want to drink the boss's bar tab. Yeah, it's totally what it is. They've been invited on a work stew. A yeah. lot of them won't like comedy. They just yeah. want to have a chat. They want to talk to their friends. We're interrupting their chat because we're performing. <laughs> so it's all like that. And it's the Christmas. I love Christmas. It's my favorite time of the year, but not for working. Yeah. It's the worst. As a comic, everyone else loves Christmas time. They're like, oh, Everyone's in a good mood in the office. They're bringing cakes in. They're bringing everything in. We have to drive to our gig, get a load of shit off people, and then just drive home. And it's just like, yeah. Yeah. And especially when it's like, a, do you find it easier when it's a whole lot of different work dudes? Or is it easier when it's just like one singular work to do and they've booked out the whole room? <sighs> That, like well, it's that's kind, a corporate, kind isn't it? of like a corporate, but it's Christmas and they've done it on they're the cheap. All <laughs> they're just all bad. They're just all bad. Yeah. I've yeah. got one. I'll tell you, this is a funny yeah. story. And I thought of it, I, I, I did it as a bit of material, but it doesn't, I think you've got to know me for it to sort of land. Yeah. And it's 100% true. So um, I did a Christmas gig uh, in Hereford years and years ago and there was like a brewery in on their works too. I mean, all these men and they were vile. Like we, we were backstage and we heard someone fart before we come out. And like, you know, like it was yeah. that level of loud. This is amongst all the talk and you're like, well, this is disgusting, mm. right? Um, so it, they were just horrible all night, horrible, horrible. Um, I went on and they're like going, get your top off, get your top off, get your top off. Right, yeah. chanting that. So I'm, I think I was MC, yeah, I definitely was MC. I went off, to, I'd introduced the act, dealt with it, introduced the act. I come off, text my boyfriend saying, there's, he was like, I was the gig. I was like, horrible. There's loads of men shouting, get your top off. And then he texted me back going, were you wearing that horrible Batman jumper of yours? Because he just, like, like it was my outfit. That was a yeah. problem. Like, they're like, put a blouse on. <laughs> Change your shirt, love. You need oh, to be man. smarter. I know. Um, but yeah, I had that to deal with. And you're like, that doesn't happen often. No. At all. Yeah. If anything, they tell me to put more clothes on. 
<laughs> put a jacket on. Um, on. Cover yourself up. Yeah, cover yourself up, love. Yeah. Yeah. Why did you leave the house? Yeah. 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 Christmas gigs. Do you prefer emceeing or do you like doing like a full set? I prefer. So when I'm writing a new show, I prefer to MC okay. because that way I can slip bits in. Yeah. And it's easier because if you're trying new bits when you've got your set 20. I'm bored of my set at the minute. So, I'm, well, I mean, I've wrote a new show, but I'm trying to slip bits of that into my club set at the minute. Yeah. So I like emceeing more at the minute because I can slip more new stuff in. Yeah. Speaking of new show. What you, date is it? Yeah. <laughs> you're doing a whip in the Women in Comedy Festival, but you're also, as we mentioned at the beginning, that you're a doing it A whip, not a whap. A whip. whip. Yeah, don't say whap. Who says whap? Nicki Minaj. You don't know what that means? No. Okay, don't Google it. Um, <laughs> no. Don't Google that. A whip. Yes. A whip. A work in progress. Do the work in progress at Fierce Bar. And what day is it, Amy? You're doing it on the, I'm pretty sure it's the 8th. The of Sunday. October. Of October yes, at Fierce it is. Bar. Don't know what I'm going to talk about yet. I haven't wrote it. But come and watch it. Yeah, come and watch <laughs> it. So when you haven't wrote it, are you, because I know, most people won't know this, but most people, especially when they're doing Edinburgh, will not write their show until two weeks before they go up. So are you kind of like that or are you more you know, drip feed ideas um, and just, then kind of construct a show from that way? Or are you more like, oh no, two weeks? Well, it's more just having the time at the minute. Because mm, um, you're so busy. I'm so busy. She's so in high demand. So busy. She's very in high demand. Uh, no, it's more because I've got a kid as well. <laughs> um, but I'm, I'm on tour at the minute with my current show. Yes. So what I'll sort of do is write notes in my phone and stuff like that. Mm. And then I'll try and make that into bigger bits of material. Um, and then I also want to do some daft ideas, like stuff that I probably wouldn't put in a tour show that I'll just have a little mess around with. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, like visuals, not, I don't, it's stuff that you wouldn't normally associate with me. I do okay. things like this every now and again. I used to do a night called Haley's House Party and I'd do like little weird stuff in there. Like skits or like, do you use projector and props? Well, yeah, projector like... and props and stuff. Okay. It's not a prop comic, just like silly things. Um, but yeah, you'll have to like. Come and see it. Come and see it. <laughs> I mean, I don't know what it's going to be, but it's five pounds. You can't lose. You can't lose. And you it's can lose a fiver. Yeah. yeah. I'm going to have mean, a drink now. Sorry. It's really No, go for it. Do it. We'll have a little break. Well, <laughs> think of more questions. No. <laughs> what? What? What questions? No, I do have lots of questions in my head, actually. Yeah. Yeah, because I'm also just interested because you're not only are you busy, but you also tour support. Yeah. With Sarah Millican, uh -huh. which tour support can also be a tough gig. Yeah, but I'm very lucky with Sarah um, because she sets it up so nicely. Yeah. Which is, I sort of learn from her doing my, when I do the way I do my okay. tour now. Because what she'll do, she'll go out. Because lot, lot, I've done it before um, where I've just had to go on cold. So the audience like, who's this? Like, you're the cleaner or something. And then they're like, we don't want to see her. We want to see this person. Yeah. So then you're already on the back foot. because You've got to try and get them on board. A lot of them are just coming in. You know, they're just finding the seats. Mm. So you're sort of filler for that as well. But Sarah goes on. She does, hello, I'm here. Yeah. Uh, so you know I'm in the building, whatever. Uh, just a few jokes. This is this person. I think they're really funny. 
So she endorses you. Yeah. Um, and then she'll bring me on. And then she's just lovely because they're like, oh, we can relax a bit. Yeah. Um, we've seen Sarah. We know she's here. You know, um, she said they're funny. So, and her audience are just so lovely. Yeah, like, they so are nice. Lovely and audience. Jason Manford did it the same way as well when I did support for him. Oh, nice. He went out and warmed up the audience uh, before bringing the supports on as well. So, like, um, I'm very, very lucky that I get to do that because just Sarah's great. All her audiences are lovely. And she's a big supporter and champion of women in comedy 100%. as well. 100%. Like, she's done so much for me. Like, I know she's like my friend, but like, as a, also as a mentor. Yeah. So we talk comedy a lot as well. And she yeah. sort of give me, you know, tips for the tour and like, you know, things that just so useful and so helpful. And yeah. 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 And how was your, because you did your first show in Liverpool, didn't you? Mm -hmm. How did that go? Yeah. So I did the first day of the tour, maybe That's two weeks Hayley's ago. That's Hayley's comic, by Hayley's the way. I know comic. we're talking about two different tours, but you are doing a whip and then you're I'm doing a whip tour. and then I've got an actual tour. Yeah. It's very confusing. Um, That went really, really well. Yeah. My yeah, first cool. tour date was Liverpool. And it was quite daunting because I had the... A lot of friends came down and I got messages like on the day saying, oh, don't, we didn't tell you, but we bought tickets. So like girls, I've, one of my friends who I've got a story about in the show came. <laughs> that was fun. It's not a bad story. It's a very nice story. <laughs> in a way. But in a way. She knew anyway. But uh, yeah, so she came and I had like friends come and then um, I had a friend I hadn't seen in years. She came as yeah. well. And it, so that was really nice. I had lots of support. So I was sort of feeling a bit of pressure. But yeah, it was lovely. Do you like having friends in the audience or would you prefer no. just complete strangers? I'd rather have strangers. Yeah. Because just, it's that when you have friends and also you're waiting for them to say something afterwards or like, and then you'll take it the wrong way maybe or yeah, like, you know, it's just that pressure. And also if it goes bad, then you're like, when you go, oh, it's not normally like that. And they're like, right, okay. Yeah. Like they don't believe you. Yeah. In the acting world, when they say, oh, the costumes were lovely, you know, they didn't like yeah. the show. And you're like, oh, great. In, in comedy, it's, did you enjoy it? Yeah. That's it. That's the one in yeah, comedy. Did yeah. you enjoy that? Like, that means you've had the stinker. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I don't really, I don't like it. I don't like it all. Yeah, I look, yeah. I like, it's lovely that they come and support me. And like, I'm yeah. so grateful. For that and it was actually really nice after the Liverpool gigs. We all went on had a little drink and it was lovely. Um, and they were like made up for me and stuff, which was really sweet. But um, I just feel it's just that pressure, yeah, because you don't you want to be good for them. So I've got a friend coming who I haven't seen, he's like one of my oldest friends, and he's coming on to watch me in Nottingham. And I'm like, oh no, like I, like I need to have a good show because yeah, yeah. even though he would never judge me off anything yeah. like that. And are you still working out the show or have you got it all? in the bag or is there bits that you're like, oh, I don't know. No, there's bits that it's all there, but there's bits that I'm sort of still switching position around. Mm. Uh, so I did Liverpool, it went really well, but there's a bit like, I'm not sure if that's the right, because the show's quite pacey. Yeah. And there's a bit that sort of slows it down towards the end. So I thought oh, I'm going to try and move that. And I moved that around for when I did Hull. Okay. And it worked a lot better. Yeah. Um, so they're not missing out on anything watching it early doors. If anything, they get more because I'm still trying to work it out. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm still sort of... And they can see you again when you come back. Yeah, every show is different. This is true about comedy. It's not, it's it's not really <laughs> no. uh, But the emceeing bit's differently. Yeah. So I'll emcee myself on. I'll chat to the audience for 10 minutes. Yeah. And then um, I'll bring on a support. I do it. I learned from Sarah to do it that way. And it works for, works for me. I really enjoy it that way. So my support just 10. Then I do another 25. And then there's a break, and then I do another four. Oh, nice. Yeah. And you do it in it's the whole show. It's not two bits. Because you know how some people do that in their show? like they Yeah, some people do 20 minutes of new stuff sometimes. Yeah. And then they'll do a break, and then they'll have the whole show. 
Um, but no, I do. Uh, yeah, it's all show. Just split in the middle. Yeah, yeah. It's, I say a show. It's just stand up. It's just, you know, I'm not yeah, a yeah. narrative mm. comic. You know, some people tell a story and stuff, which is great. I love them, but I I try to do that, and it just doesn't fit me. I just want. Yeah, so we're kind of talking about it's quite a trend in Edinburgh. It started with the Dead Dad show. Mm-hmm. Um, it was Jason Cook, wasn't it? it was Jason the, Cook did do, yeah, the, yeah. Did the first one and it gets that 45 minute work and then you tell the sad part of the story. And then, so it's much more of a narrative than a. Yeah. Than just yeah, a lot of people up. are like, this is just one thing that happened and they tell a whole story about that. And I love watching them. Like Steve Bouget had a brilliant one about picking this guy up from prison, I think it was. Um, but it was a whole narrative. Mm-hmm. Um, show with loads of jokes along the way, but like I just have my like I've got, I like this bit, I like this bit, I like this bit. Yeah. So it's sort of a very loose theme. It's about like change, but that's it. Yeah. So yeah, a lot yeah, of the bit yeah. routines are about change. Yeah. Like me changing, friends changing. Yeah. Um, you know how having a daughter's changed me. So it's very loose. Yeah. Yeah. And is it completely different to your last show? Yeah. Yeah. The, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it would be a bit of a carnival, did the same stuff though, wouldn't it, Amy? Um, I've seen some shows, you know, like, you've done that before. Really? Yeah. Yeah, completely different. Yeah, and sometimes people you see, they've done their 20, and they've just stretched their 20 out for an mm-hmm. hour. You've watched a lot of comedy. I have watched a lot of comedy. I've watched 10 mm. years of comedy. Yeah, it's I a can long see. There's Colin, who's the sound guy at the Frog, he's very jaded. Yeah. Like a black cloud, sort of like floating yeah. around, and he he, like he like just is he a pet epitome of like sadness, isn't he? Yeah, he's like a vampire in a way. Yeah, Never lovely man, like lovely, lovely, lovely man. We love Colin, but I can see why he's like that now because when you watch that much comedy, yeah, or like, and you're seeing the same stuff, yeah, over and over yeah. again, yeah. I can see why he's like that. Yeah. For me, I say the best comics are still make me laugh, even though I've seen them. Yeah. I've seen that set. Like, that, that to me, is a good comic. Yeah, and this, the, I get excited by the audience. I know, oh, they're going to really love this bit. Like, um, Julian Dean, who I love. Yeah. He's like jokes, like little jokes. But I watch him and I go, oh, I didn't realise that bit was in there before. And I've seen the same stuff. Yeah. But he'll say it differently or there's a bit different bit. So like, yeah, I totally get that. Yeah. Because yeah. I watch it from an audience perspective. I'm watching them and then hearing you and like making sure you're unique. There's so many things I'm thinking about. But when people invite me to go watch comedy, I'm like, oh. <laughs> yeah. But I'm talking about like friends. like that man on the front row in yeah. Birmingham. Ugh. No, but like friends. And I'm just like, I. It's my job. Yeah. It's my job. I'm not going to laugh. Like, so, because I don't watch comedy the same I find Wait. it hard to watch it now. Yeah. It's like, I, 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 there's so much I want, like, like when I listen to stuff, so I listen to maybe comedy stuff when I'm driving, mm. and you just sort of, a lot of comics don't like having other comics watch them because they'll just go, that's funny. That's a good joke because we're completely dead inside. Yeah. But we do find it funny, but just yeah. don't physically laugh. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, very few the same. Pe- yeah. Yeah, I just laugh on the inside. Yeah. <laughs> it's not what you want in an audience. No. Mm. But I'm never really in the audience. No. I'm just, I'm watching. Yeah. Like a fly on the wall. Later. Later. And then obviously watched lots of our shows. Third year working there. Women in comedy. Oh, that's not stuck on the frame. No. Oh, look got, at that. It's got Ori Styler. Covering a man. Yes. <laughs> that's what we want. Covering you, a man. Oh, Amy, you could have at least stuck it in the frame for the book. What's uh, this? Look at this. I this know. is what women get. 
I know. What we get. But we, we're slowly building a <laughs> podcast room. It's taking us a long time. But we've, Men we've are building it. it taking yeah. the time. Men are so building it. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, I'm looking forward to doing the festival. Yeah. And I'm also coming to watch Jackie Fabulous. Speaking of watching yes. comedy, I'm genuinely so excited to watch her because um, Jackie Fabulous, she's from New York, isn't yeah, she? Yeah, she is. I'm really excited about yeah. her. She has, uh, she has a comedy album on Spotify and uh, I listened to that when I was driving. And I don't really like listening to comedy now when I'm driving because it's sort of just turn off and sort of think I was really howling it. it's really great yeah I've seen a bit of her TikTok it's very it's funny very funny she's going to be really exciting to see yeah. is there anyone else you're kind of excited to give me the brochure I'll give you the brochure <laughs> so you can have a look at it our god, new brochure oh yeah. god there's loads loads here that I, I know we've got 69 no, shows no Harriet Day is on one of my yeah. absolute favourites she's going to be great yeah that'll we've be wonderful we've got so many this year I've got Soph, Soph Glustian, who is very up and coming new. She did, yes. she won Beat the Frog when I was on. She was. Yeah. How do you find, like, because you were once a Beat the Frogger and now you MC. You're the res one of the resident MCs mm. of Beat the Frog. Yeah. I wouldn't have expected that to, when I first started out. Really? Like, oh, I get to MC it. Um, I, love, you, I love doing it. Did you think that you were going to have the career that you've had? Because you've had a really amazing career like the last couple of years you've really skyrocketed did you think like when I was reading that quote Stephen Bennett predicting that you were going to be a fabulous comedian ah. did you think um, that at the beginning or were you just no like, never you just sort of get in through it you just want to get better yeah um I've never thought of it as a like I just think I just want to get better I just want to keep doing it and getting better and getting better which I think yeah. is a good good mindset yeah yeah i think if you're doing it for the fame and fortune it's you're gonna be <laughs> disappointed you're so disappointed am i getting paid for this yeah um, no. <laughs> yeah, no in love i'm really not maybe i'll claim back my parking ticket yeah maybe two more uh um ticket sales but yeah if you're looking for it as like i mean some people it does work and they do get a career straight away from it but 90 percent yeah TikTok it's stars. a lot a lot of work to yeah. make you know before you get to like a level where you're like earning earning well for it. Yeah, I say that a lot when I'm giving like feedback and stuff. I'm like, this is a, a marathon, not a sprint. Because some people think they do beat the frog and that they should get a yeah. 20 on a weekend. And it's like, you don't know how hard that is. There's some great women coming through though at Beat the Frog yes. that I watched. And Sharifa Butterfly, I spoke about 100%, her before. yeah. Uh, she was one I was like, she really made me laugh. Because I watched so much comedy, like Sam Jaded, and I was really laughing during her set. Um, and like there's loads of other ones. There's, I've just seen one here. that She was on the other week and she was great. Yeah. Uh, Jodie Brooksbank. Yes. Um, she she's, did a show. She's going to be in there because um, we're doing a heat just for, for female comics. The second uh, heat. And I'm hosting that. You are, and you're hosting another heat as well. So we do the World Series. That's everyone who's won the clap off goes in. I'm just win. laughing at the title of this show. Julie Cowan, fuck off and leave me alone. I know, I felt like that today. <laughs> <laughs> it's a great, it's really, it's a really good great. title. Some, you've got to have a good title. Yeah. Titles are hard. Don't you think they're the hardest part of putting on a tour? Is this, a, that's intentional. Bella Humphrey's working title. Yeah. What? Was that a place name? Have you not replaced that yet? No, she doesn't have a title. <laughs> I'm joking, I'm joking. <laughs> yeah. I didn't get that one. <laughs> That's me laughing on the inside. Uh, late developer. Oh, yeah, Nina Gilligan's on. Yeah, Absolutely she brilliant. Is. Got, I haven't seen that, actually, so I do want to watch that. Molly McGuinness. Oh, fantastic. Yeah. So much to choose from. We've got heaps of northern comics as well. Yeah, loads of coming. Um, 
Yeah, Nina Gilligan, Molly yeah. McGinn. It's like, uh, there's yeah. loads going on. Alex Stringer. Yeah. She's doing a show as well. Yeah, Tegan Marlowe. Tegan Marlowe. Annabelle Davy. Loads. Loads of people. Justina Saskate. Yeah, Tara and Tegan are doing a show together. Mm-hmm. I've seen that. To see yeah, that. it's going to be a really good festival. Let's hope there's no trans strikes. That happened last year, didn't it? It did happen last year, and we lost, like, half of our shows, <laughs> which was depressing. I did a show and I actually got a bit about it. Well, I don't say it's from this show. Oh, is that the one you did it um, that was at 2020? I did it in a table tennis bar. Yeah. And when it, what, what was it called? 2021, <laughs> last year, my work in progress. Something, something like that. And I walked in and I was like, this has got... And you were like, no, it's a great room. And I walked in and there was all these 20 year olds playing ping pong. And I'm yeah. like, are you kidding me? I could even just like... And yeah. I thought, I can't... I'm just going to hear the sound of that as I'm dying a death. Like a joke doesn't land, just a ping pong ball go. And then look then. And you were like, no, it's in this room. And it was like a lovely room. Yeah. Looked like a bit like a toilet, but a lovely but room. But it did. It did. It or a basement where you, you would keep. Where you'd held, be held captive. Yeah. Um, it was in there, but very soundproof. Yeah. Which was great because I was worried that I'd hear the ping pong balls dropping. no lighting. No do. lighting. <laughs> but come and support the festival. No but microphone. That's the joy just, of fringe. Just, no one knew it was on. I was just yeah. shouting it. Yeah, uh, you were just toying in a toilet in a urinal. Yeah, yeah. But that's the joy of a fringe. That is the that that is a joy. Yeah, I remember when I was scouting in 2016. Ignore that. That's just the door. Oh, that's in, yeah, coming to tell us off because we were talking about him. In 2016, when I was there, I remember going to some shows and literally the guy just walked on, played his music, walked back. The lights were all on like this and then just walked on and introduced himself. And you're like, oh, no. Yeah, free, that's free. a lot. Yeah, it was heaps of those shows. I watched um, Chris Washington uh, do his first Edinburgh Fringe show and he was lit by, <laughs> it was lit by just a, like a, a table lamp in the corner. Of the, you know, one of those ones that you can bend like yeah. that. I'm not even joking. It was horrific. Uh, Great show. Yeah. Awful. I mean, the room was damp. Yeah. Got legionnaires just sitting in there. Oh. Like, yeah. I, I'll never forget um, Alison Spittle. She was doing, I worked for the Gilded Balloon as well. And she had it in the um, counting house in a 30-seater room. Yeah. At the top. Yeah, at yeah, the yeah. top. And this guy walked in. I think he was homeless and he accidentally shat himself and we had to get him. The whole room Not while stunk. the show was on. Just before the show. And we had to get them out in the whole room and they're tiny suffocating rooms. Oh my. Yeah. Oh, it's horrific. I know every time Some... she sees me, she's like, remember that guy? <laughs> yeah. I'm, like, I'm so sorry about that. It's so great. We did, um, what room was it? The the, the Mash House. And they, they had a late night show. It's like um, down one of the alleys. Oh, okay. Just the tonic venues. Yeah. And oh, um, yeah, yeah, they yeah. had like a late night show on. I think it was like a female only lineup. Um, I think I was MC. Yeah, it was, I can't remember what the name of it's called, but it was female only like mm. I was the MC and during the night, because Esther Mimonito was on and uh, someone puked and it was only like, again, a 30 yeah. seater if that and they just sort of, everyone moved forward. You're like, why are they all moving forward? Cause, but then the puke was just there for the rest of it, for like the, oh. another 50 minutes. <laughs> like, and you're just on stage and like, I can't, what's her name? Kelly Convey. Yeah. It's like, oh, I can smell sick. And I was like, because it started wafting. Oh. Me, oh, awful. Oh, the things that you go through as artists. Yeah, it's very traumatic. <laughs> it's not a glamorous job. There's no even keel on this job. Like, you know, like people go, oh, you reach a certain level and then, yeah. but like one day you'll be like doing a gig and it's amazing. And you get backstage and you like here, you get fed. 
Yeah. And you're like, would you like anything from the kitchen? Get your drinks. Yeah. There's lights, there's working it's microphones. Chocolate. And then the next night you'll gig somewhere and there's not even like a working toilet. And it's like, it, it's oh. like, and then you, you walk in, they're like, oh yeah, just so you know, there's a, there's um four men on the front. Don't look at, don't maintain eye contact with them. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and you're like, oh, God, what? Like. Yeah, we were doing some road shows. They're no longer going as a venue, but, and I had to tech it and it was not set up properly at all. We just had this tiny, two tiny speakers and it was a huge room and it was like in a converted car park and it was like awful. The yeah. lighting was bad. It was just... You, there's no light and then you like yeah. you, you go from like high to a low to high yeah. to a low to high. It's never like... Yeah, yeah. And you've written for TV as well, haven't you? Yeah. Yeah. How is that different? Like, is Well, it was like all different... like sort of remote. I've not done it where I've been in like a... Oh, I guess I have. I did it like a... I've done one day where you're in like a writer's room of other writers and I really enjoyed that. Yeah, um, yeah. Because we were like firing ideas around and stuff, yeah. which I, I liked. Was that for a TV show? Or it was, that... was a TV show, yeah, that was the one. Um, so we sort of like would... It was like based on sort of... Um, regional stuff so then they'd play the clips and we'd go oh, I so I'd go up oh, this is this is funny they'd go oh yeah I like that what about this top and you'd sort of fire idea around but a lot of the writing of doing like remotely yeah so I'll get given topics to write on and then write like that okay so you don't have to go in anymore you do yeah. some places yeah but I yeah. the ones I've done I don't but I like I like I like it because I don't have to travel yeah because that's the one thing at the minute. I think, the like, sometimes I don't mind to travel. I think, oh, this is quite nice because yeah. I've got a daughter now. I spend an hour in a car on my own just listening to a podcast. It's, like, great. But then sometimes I'm, like, four hours and then I get the gig and the gig's tricky and then I've got a four-hour drive home. There's diversions and you're, like, I'm not going to get in. I'm tired. Like, they, that that's now, the older I'm getting, the more I'm, like, I don't want to be on the motorway anymore. Like yeah. Do you find it hard because you know obviously London's like just full of comedy clubs, so you mm -hmm. could just stay in London and just gig there and yeah. never go out. Lots of comedians don't even leave London. Yeah, like do you feel in the north it's harder because you have to travel, or do you find I think the quality like, of gigs are better though, from what I gather? Yeah, I mean I don't do London loads. Um, I've never done. I've done like maybe one or two open mics when I started out and stuff, um, but I like. I think we'd probably make the same money just doing one gig, what they make doing five gigs in a night or four gigs. Some yeah, of the, that's also true. Because um, they're doing these little gigs and popping all over the place. Yeah. Not all of them, like they might do like one of the big ones like Store and Top Secret and, yeah. you know, well yeah, that way, yeah. but um, that's not every weekend. So, yeah, I mean, I, like I say, the travel, I try not to go over a certain amount of time now. Mm. Before I just do everything and I'm like, why am I driving to like Penzance? And like it, because it's yeah. just not for the money. And like, it's just not worth, and as much as I love comedy, now I'm like, I've had to start, start myself from saying, I can't do that because yeah. it's, I will, it's just not beneficial to me. Yeah, yeah. And how are you finding, I'm just going to change track here. How are you finding doing a podcast? Great. Yeah. So Barry's obviously one of my best mates. Yes. Barry Johnson we do the podcast with. So it's just us having a chat really. So it's just us catching up with each other and we record it. Kind of like this. And Barry's a breeze to work with. He does all the editing, so that's great. I don't have to do any of that. Um, so, yeah, it's just like a nice little chat with a mate. Yeah, talking yeah. about all your worries and anxieties. We're both very quite neurotic people. Yeah. Uh, we're very similar. Um, yeah. And uh, we just have a catch up. But it's nice because we've got like a nice little van base now who enjoy yeah. it. And they're like come out to the live shows and stuff. Yeah, and they come to your own shows as mm -hmm. well. Yeah. They're proper love you. I'm very lucky, yeah.
But yeah, so the podcast is going really well, getting good numbers on it and stuff. So, and we're doing a few live shows now, which is fun. Um, we'll hopefully do some more of them. Hopefully, we'll do another one at the Frogs. We've done one here. And yeah, that was yeah. good fun. Yeah. So maybe we'll do that. Yeah, and you make him Barry do all sorts of crazy stuff. I'd say make him. He said to me the other day, "He's like, when am I? When are you going to do a challenge?" I was like, "No, no, Barry. It's, not it's how much it more works. funnier for Barry to it do it. It's not funny if I do it. No, <laughs> it's not. No." So on this week's podcast, which will go out on Monday, which I don't know when this will go out, it'll already be out. It will be already be out by the time this goes out, if it goes out. Yeah. So (laughs) they might become an awful host. No, they won't. No, they won't. Women in comedy, come to this. I'm a woman in comedy. I work Um, in comedy. Uh, Do you know? Ironically, then I just looked at her boobs. Did you? Yeah. I just looked and I was like, "That's a good cleavage." Yeah, we had to take it down a bit. It was a bit too busty. (laughs) It was, and we were like, no, she can't be that busty. <laughs> the iron- irony of the Women in Comedy Festival, yeah. can you lower the bus because it's distracting? It's distracting well, from what it's about. to look at her smile because she's laughing <laughs> and therefore women are funny. <laughs> Just proving the point that women are funny. Stick a cardigan on her. Yeah. Um, wrap her up. Wrap her up. Um, what was even We're getting complaints. Pop- no, we weren't. I'm just joking. <laughs> yeah, just nips hanging out. <laughs> she's too funny. What were we talking about then? I got I don't distracted know. by the woman in comedy posting. We did. Our podcast. You were talking about your podcast. We're talking oh, about Barry. So we're teaching him things now because he's quite dated in his taste in, in the way that once he likes something, that's all he'll do. So like he likes erasure, just listens to erasure. Yeah, he Even is though they haven't had music out since the 90s. So I'm trying to teach him about like modern stuff now. So we're teaching him on Monday's episode about thirst traps. Speaking of thirst traps. Yeah. What's thirst uh, Do you know what a thirst trap is? So when... So it's when you try to get attention from a picture. So if you put a picture up, say if I put a picture up now and I'm like wearing a really low cut top and I'm like, just hanging out backstage. Oh, and, I and, see and what you're like, saying. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 Or yeah, like yeah, a yeah. man like in the gym mirror. Like, oh, just yeah. Or holding a fish. Hold. Well, that's not a tra- That's not really a fish. No, but they, they think it is. Yeah. Or a man holding a puppy with his yes. top off. Or something like that. Yeah. yeah, I've actually got a photo on my wall of Colin from, not Colin that works here, but Colin, <laughs> that. No, Colin from Below Deck, Sailing Which Yacht. Which one's Colin? Have you watched Sailing Yacht? I've watched Below Deck, but I've only watched certain seasons. You've got, uh, there's like 82 we, seasons and you've watched them all. We've watched them all in the office. Mm. We're big, we're big Captain Lee fans. Which one's Captain? Oh yeah, the from old the man. original. Yeah, Below I like Deck. Captain Lee. But if you're going to watch one Below Deck, I'd watch Below Deck, Sailing Yacht, season two, three and four. It's so good. A lot to take in there. I suppose you've got time for comedy. I don't have any time. <laughs> no, no. I can see why you're not oh, laughing now. You're yeah. too busy thinking I've got to go home and watch Below Deck. I did go through a phase where I was watching loads of Below Deck. Oh, and really? When I was uh, pregnant, yeah, I was obsessed with it. Yeah. Um, And it was the season, I told you that season with the, I think he was, oh no, he's South African. Completely wrong. I was going to say, I think he was a Kiwi. No, he wasn't no. at all. Um, oh, and, that's right. Yeah. But you're also into another show at the moment, aren't you? And you're into another reality show. Which I like a load of reality. Which one? Isn't it Selling Sunset? Oh, yeah, Selling Sunsets. Or sell, selling Sunset. Sunset. Yeah, that's. I've, I'm waiting for the new season to drop. Oh. I absolutely smash through that when that comes out. If you haven't watched it, get on it. It's a reality show set in LA where they just loads of glamorous women. Like the effort they must spend in the morning getting ready. For, like it takes, honestly, you, this looks like I've just rolled out of bed and this took me about two hours to get ready. I literally... And I look like shit. No, you don't. No, but I literally, I actually only take 10 minutes to get ready. I'm not one. No, to... you take longer than that. Oh, yeah, I take forever. I take hours to no. look. 
This is probably why. I well, I genuinely, I genuinely take ages and I still look the same. Whereas they go in and they, they, the, the outfits they They've wear got for makeup work. artists. It's makeup artists. But the outfits, they're yeah. wearing like 10-inch stilettos. They're yeah, showing people around houses. Yeah. 10-inch no, stilettos. They, they've they've Gucci. got stylists, everything. They will not be doing that themselves. I can't. Do you know what? I want to get, I don't want to be famous, but I want to get to a certain level where I can have a stylist. I'd love to have a stylist more than anything. Oh, my God. A stylist would be great. Yeah. A stylist and a chef. Yeah. I mean, you need a lot of fame for a stylist and a chef. You've got to be Elton John level to have a chef. I don't okay, want to be well, Elton John level. I would have a stylist, somebody who can do hair and clothes, yeah. though. Yeah, <laughs> you're asking quite a lot. No, but like I just, you know, like I just, I'm like, what am I? Gonna, my hair is awful. It's not awful. No, but it just takes forever to get ready. Yeah, I'd love to have like a hair makeup stylist. Yeah, I'd love that. Yeah, that's all. I mean, that's the irony. Well, let's talk about women in comedy. I just want to be famous and so have <laughs> someone do me makeup so I can look pretty. <laughs> Come and support women. <laughs> Come and support women. No, but we're rough as... I'm rough. I'm rough. I understand. I've still got pillow creases on my face, honestly. Yeah, I'm rough as, like... And honestly, it I'm takes just... a, a stupendous amount of effort to look this average. I know, like, you did text me today going... I'll have to brush my hair for the podcast. I This is the thing now with podcasts. I mean, this is where I'm dated. I'm like, oh, God, they've all got to be filmed. So now I've got to worry, like, this is like... I've got to have my leg here to cover my stomach. I've got to constantly... But, like... Are they even podcasts anymore? Are they more interviews? Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? The I podcast like is an interview though, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> I just feel like it's... More formal. More interviewee. Like it's like Oprah. Are you calling yourself the next Oprah, Amy? Oh my God, could you imagine? <gasps> I love Oprah. Do you know what? I was listening I to her audio book once and I stopped yeah. at the lights and there was all these scally kids and I was like listening to Oprah Dead Loud and they were like looking at me like, eh. I love Oprah. I love Oprah and Brene Brown. You oh, Brene Brown, yeah. Yeah, absolutely love Feel them. Feel the fear and do it the, anyway. Yeah. She's one of them ones, isn't she, Brene Yeah, Brown. she is. Yeah. Yeah, I've, I, I went through a big stage of motivational speakers and then I went through a stage of listening to, I'm not even religious, but I was listening to um, a lot of religious ones just because I liked what they were saying. So <laughs> I think I had a mental breakdown. I was listening to a guy called Joel Osteen who's like, he's a, he's a, a, a preacher yeah i thought you were gonna say something else then but yeah well he's a <laughs> no he's not not as far as he's a preacher and uh it's very god heavy but some of the messages i was like yeah i can really resonate with that yeah. and then but i just go through these weird obsessional phases where i'm like i don't listen to that now because it was very mm. um but like, yeah, I go through phases where I was like Oprah, then it was Deepak Chopra, because she does loads oh, of him. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. He's too calm to listen to in the car, because I'll, like, well, I'll just start yeah. nodding off. Yeah, I've gone through a phase of listening to um, Diary of a CEO. Oh, I'm not listening to that. He does a lot of motivational stuff. He does me. do a lot of motivational yeah. yeah, yeah, he's pretty good. But then some, you of them, to these, some of them I'm like, okay. But you listen to these, and it's like, you can do this, you do yeah. this. And then I'm just stuck on the M6 in my car, and I'm like, I can't do it, I can't do any of it. I'm stuck. <laughs> Then you've got to come in and put this up and you're like, yeah, you can do it. You can do this yeah. podcast successfully. You've done very well. How long we do? Yeah. <gasps> I don't 55 know. minutes. 55 minutes. Yeah. I think two minutes we were going, is that working? Is it on? Yeah, so it was. So it's probably about 50. We, we I had to call in to get help. Women in, co- we can do it ourselves. <laughs> it's just because I forgot. I'm <laughs> to just, call the man oh God, to get help. Do you know what? It's because I'm dyslexic and I forget things. Don't, don't make me feel bad now. It's because I forget things. 
I've got dyslexia. That's going to be the new trend. That's a new one now. Yeah, we probably won't keep this bit. I don't know how we're going to end this. How we're going to end it. This has been emotional. It has been emotional. It's been. Lo- it's actually been really lovely. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Of the first one. If I make the cut, you might edit it and put someone else in. Yeah, I might. You know, you might see it and be like, "Oh, <laughs> <laughs> Amy, going out. Okay, we'll stop. Yeah. <laughs> How do you stop a podcast? Just do that. Do that. No. Uh, thank you for having me. Thanks. Thanks so much for being on the podcast. And really come to the Women in Comedy Festival. Come to us. It's from the 6th to the 15th of October in come Manchester. My show is only a fiver. Yeah. It's great. There's no, it's not that many tickets left, so. <laughs> <laughs> come. Come, come. Right, that's it. <laughs>